Hey guys, just a heads up, this is a not safe for work podcast, so keep it in your pants until you won't get busted. <laughs> Orgasmic Terrorist, a podcast about acceptance around becoming authentic within our sexual exploration. Orgasmic Terrorist. Welcome to Orgasmic Terrace. Jenna and Sarah is here for episode five. What are we talking about today? Jealousy. I want to talk about jealousy in a different way besides how we normally view jealousy. Normally we view jealousy in a very negative light and I want to talk about jealousy in a positive light. Sarah, do you have a story for us? I'm going to share a story. I had been talking to my lover about doing a threesome, and this was a big deal for us. I even brought in the woman to our threesome so that I was comfortable with her, was comfortable with him, so none of that was going to be an issue. And then things started to happen, and then all of a sudden, I felt it. I felt jealous, but I didn't take ownership of it. I literally didn't own it. I denied it. I shoved it down. I pushed it away. I'm like, nope. I'm, I'm not jealous. And I even laid down pouting like a child and looking at the wall and pouting and still didn't take ownership of it. And at one point I was trying to, to fight it and I was trying to forget it. And then I went to the bathroom and then I said, fuck it. <laughs> All the Fs. <laughs> and I got dressed to leave. So you and- were going to leave the whole scenario that you set up. All of it. Yeah. I was leaving. So I was fleeing. So there's right another. There. Yeah, thing. for sure. And my lover stopped me and he goes, Oh, wait a minute. No, you don't. You don't get to leave this situation. And so then he beautifully escorted our guest out of the, the room to make sure that they were safe on their way home. And he came back in and says, Okay, I got one thing to say to you. Just one before you tell me what's going on and what you're feeling. I now officially know you love me because you are so jealous. <laughs> I wasn't jealous. No, I was in denial, but I did. I, I got that green eyed monster. Did you end up owning it that night? Did you guys talk about it? I did not own it that night. I had to say it was the next day. That night he held me, he let me process and the next day was a better day we were all sober we as in me and him and then I was able to really bring my emotions to the surface and own it and I did own it but I didn't want to be jealous I was over the jealousy thing I was you know I was above it all and I wasn't but here's the thing is that jealousy happens to everybody, right? No one's immune to jealousy. It doesn't matter. It comes and it goes and it can be rational or irrational. Jealousy happens. And I think that we as a society look at jealousy as such a negative thing. And your initial response sounds like it was kind of like, he's doing this. They're doing this to me. I have no part in this. You didn't want to accept that jealous feelings were happening. And I think that that's totally how society normally deals with that. It's their fault. They are doing this to me to make me feel this way. When that's actually not the truth at all. Our jealousy is our own responsibility. Our partners have no idea what's going on in our bodies, in our minds, and they're not mind readers. So jealousy gets a bad rap, but you guys were able to have a really good conversation the next day and become more connected through that? I think so. Yes. I mean, I didn't want to own the fact I had gone through this poor behavior of not, you know, here I was all geared up for it. And yes, maybe some of the day 
had to do with alcohol and, and then <laughs> not knowing what was next and the anticipation. One of the things we did talk about it when we go to the next scene like that, we will have a plan. It, it will be more planned out, more ske- not scheduled to where you take out the spontaneity, but there'll be more dialoguing between him and I. And it's not an assumption that I know what's going on to help that, that motion from sneaking out, you know, like, oh, I, he's doing this because of this. Okay. Now I need to do this and he's going to be over here and I'm going to be over here or they're going to do this and I'm going to be the receiver, you know, or whatever, um, having it not to where at that point it was like, oh, where I go, what am I going to do? Oh, they're leaving me out of this. I don't fit in that puzzle piece they just made. That's what was going on. Like they, that's what I was going to ask you is what story were you telling yourself while this was going on? What fantastical slide did you go down when you're in your emotions and watching your partner play with another partner? I had to tell you that, and I told him too, the one thing that really bothered me the most wasn't the fact it was her because she is a wonderful person. It wasn't that it was, oh my God, he's doing that to her. And I know what it feels like. I'm jealous. But it really did come down to the fact that he's doing that to her. Uh Uh-huh. I know what that feels like. And I'm jealous because I want it right now. You're right there. Come here. And then when he did try to include me, it just wasn't successful. I'd already been jealous and it had taken over all my life. And it, yeah, shut me down. I mean, emotionally, I couldn't have an orgasm. I couldn't participate. And that bothered me. It bothered me. To the point where I'm like, maybe I'm just not feeling good. Then I wanted to, then I curled up in the bed by myself. All of these things to avoid just being honest and saying, I'm I'm having jealous feelings, right? right? Because it can be embarrassing. Our bodies are part of our emotionality. And when our bodies shut down and you can feel it in your gut or you can feel it, your throat's tight, your chest is tight, wherever that's hitting you. We don't like to attach anything to it. It's always going to be something else, right? I don't feel good. Well, no, you, you felt fine a second ago. So what else is going on there? And jealousy is one of those ones that nobody wants to admit to, but that everybody experiences. And you and I were talking when we first started to do the research, I have a million books here and I, I couldn't find anything on jealousy. And I mean, I I'm relationship intimacy coach. So I was a little taken aback that in all of my library, I didn't really have anything. And so when I started to look, there was a lot of jealousy stuff, but I think just written in the way that society continues to perpetuate it. And I didn't like it. So the book, The Jealousy Cure that I sent you, I really appreciated for the fact that he mentions that jealousy can be used as a good tool between couples. It can reaffirm that you have feelings for this person or they have feelings for you. It's what you decide to do with that and how you decide to respond and what actions you take that's going to make it a good thing or a bad thing. Most people are unwilling to, and I'm guilty of that too. Like if I'm jealous, I'll be like, bitch, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm playing fine. <laughs> you know, and I'm not, I know I'm jealous. I can feel it. Me for my jealousy, it comes in my chest. Like I get super tight. Oh, my hands in my belly. Sweaty. Yeah, well, wherever it is, my hands get sweaty. I I disassociate a lot when I get jealous. I I check out, like, peace out, I'm gone. So, you know, I do a lot of work around that with myself. And I've come to accept the fact that my being jealous of something that a partner is doing is not their responsibility. That is my responsibility. They generally are not doing anything to hurt me or to elicit this jealous response. 
this is within me. These are my insecurities that are coming out. And so now I take jealousy as a, a learning opportunity. It's right. why, why am I jealous? Why am I feeling this? And you sit and you take some time and really delve into what about this situation caused me to freak out so bad? Why was I jealous about these things? And I'm not saying that people don't have right to be jealous within their relationships. I'm not saying that there's aren't partners that are doing shisty shit that's specifically to make you jealous. And that's a shitty thing. But we're talking jealousy for jealousy, just for its own sake. I want to know where it comes from. I want to know what in me is hurting. And again, my partner's not a mind reader. They don't know that this is happening unless I take the time to tell them. My husband and I had a conversation the other night about jealousy. And if he would have not told me, it could have led to a really big misunderstanding. I mean, it still was a sensitive conversation, but the fact that he was like, I am jealous, here is why, allowed me as his partner to show up for him, validate his feelings, let him know I understand that he has every right to feel his feelings. And what can I do? Let's come up with solutions. Let's figure this out. So it was a path to connectedness again. In that conversation, I don't know that there's a lot that I can do around this potential jealousy subject for him. His is my time and my time is spent with other people. Not having him fester on it and having him feel he's safe enough with me to be vulnerable. For him alone, that's an amazing feeling, right? For me, it's an honor that he trusts me that much, that we can go through these moments and know that it's a moment. Jealousy is a moment. It's not a lifetime. And then we get to treat it as a tool to build our relationship instead of denigrate it. That's what I want to talk about today is that type of thought process instead of immediately going to blame and shame and shutting down, disassociating, not accepting responsibility. Right. All things where I didn't we accept know, it. yeah, <laughs> right all those things, if we do, cause harm to our relationships. All that is is fabulous because I think a lot of people don't know how to handle it. I mean, I remember when I was back in California being threatened because a man offered to take me to work because we lived near each other and we were working on this temporary job and his girlfriend comes and threatens my life because I was in the car with her boyfriend, you know? Okay. Totally clueless of this situation. He was meeting my need and I was giving him gas money, but that jealousy, I don't ever want to be that person. I don't ever want to be the person where I want to oh, threaten somebody's. Yeah. <laughs> You're that person. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, I was a little gangster when I was younger and I, I definitely was like, I'll, I'll fucking kick your ass. Like you need to step off. But what, what good does that do? What good did it do? Cause then the boyfriend or whoever it was that I was jealous about, it's like embarrassed. You are embarrassing me. Right. Nothing is going on. It breeds mistrust between the two of us because I don't trust him for things he's not even doing, or I can't <laughs> prove. It's just my brain telling me that you are jealous. You're having these emotions and he's going to leave, or maybe he finds her more attractive, or I really don't like my eyebrows right now. And she's got great eyebrows and maybe he likes that. It can be over anything. Right. right. I don't think we take the time to really delve into any of these things. We just accept that this is the norm. My partner's doing this and he's got to be interested, but what's the proof behind it? We can go down these rabbit holes all day long. When you're in your limbic system, it's fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. They've added another one. 
which is the people pleasing aspect, which I am huge into doing. Wait, wait, wait. What is that one? Because it was fight Fight for life, freeze, freeze which I knew about. When you fawn over somebody, you kind of love bomb them. You kind of people please. You're trying to do everything that you can in that moment to make it better. But all of those reactions is when you're in an emotional state, right? Hmm. Your limbic, your lizard brain. So anything that comes in at that time, anything that goes out of your mouth at that time, super not going to land. It's impossible. When I'm in a limbic situation, when I'm in one of those four modes and I try and communicate to whoever I'm trying to communicate, I feel very thin. I feel very stretched and I almost feel like I'm outside of my body watching me have this conversation and going, no, 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 no. That's not what you mean. No, 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 no. But I can't get that out of my mouth. Whatever comes out of your mouth is going to be that emotional response. We're not conditioned to stop. We're conditioned to just fucking do it. And jealousy is such a big motivator for limbic responses. And then when we have those, if we don't understand what's happening and we keep going, we're just building on top of that whole thing. People need to listen to their bodies. If your hands get sweaty, if your armpits get damp, if your throat gets tight, if your chest gets tight, if your gut, I mean, any physical thing in your body that's going on in relation to jealousy, you need to listen to where it hits you in your body. And that's your first cue to go, okay, here comes that green eyed monster. What's actually happening. Right. Right. But we don't do that. We don't talk about jealousy as a potential positive. Most of the shit that I've read kind of goes along with societal norms about jealousy. After you and I had our conversation last week, I went home and did a deep dive. What I found was, okay, I did look up the origin of the green eyed monster, which yeah, Shakespeare is the one that pinned it more, but not the originator with it. So couldn't find the history on the green eyed monster. But then what was actually really funny in all of this was I started diving down into the World Wide Web for about three and a half hours. And all I kept finding were really cute graphics. You know, I didn't find any substance out there. There was nothing. And it really add it to the frustration. So that was on Friday when you sent me over the book and I'm like, check out this book. I was like, bought, listen. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way leading up to this whole podcast, you and I have discussed jealousy. And I think that was the first time that we'd kind of discussed where we both agreed that when jealousy happens, we both tend to look inside. I think more people need to learn that. I think more people need to understand that It can be a good thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. It is mindset. Everything is mindset. Words of intention, right? Coming from a place of yes, which can be super hard to do when you're feeling threatened about something. Obviously, there was something in your scenario with your lover and the gal. You chose her. You were comfortable with her. Everything was fine until it wasn't. Right. But then instead of being able to go in the moment. Oh, stop. It's mine. Yeah. Yeah, No, I just think even acknowledging in that moment, oh, I'm having feelings of jealousy. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's the first door that you close in jealousy's face. Right. Right. And you keep it at bay and then you can maybe crack the door open and go, okay, what are you not happy with? (laughs) Exactly. Is it, if we can take the time to break it down into more palatable chunks and let 
these emotions come in one at a time and truly reconcile and sit with them, you can tell them to go and you can let a new one come in. And it doesn't have to be this mass panic, the disassociativeness that you went through. You completely shut down and you were gone. You were leaving. I literally got dressed and he barred the door. He didn't lock it. He just stood in front. He goes, oh, no, you don't. Mm Mm-mm. No, and no. He, he yeah. showed up for you, didn't he? He did. He, he, did. he asked her to go. He made he, you the priority. Mm-hmm. And then he was just there for you. And held me all night long. And because I was almost catatonic. I mean, I could talk, but I couldn't share the emotions. But the, there was a whole bunch more under there because when I did go inside yeah. and dive into why am I feeling this? Because I was feeling in the pit of my stomach. And as I dove through each layer of the feeling versus trying to shove it down, ignoring it, which is what I did in the past, I started to peel away my little onion and I saw what it, where some of it lied. Some of it was an insecurity, but not so much in a partner insecurity, but an insecurity of, I wasn't being included in the moment. So there was that coming up. And then the partner, this is my partner. And wanting to take ownership of him over the situation when I didn't really want that. I really wanted it to be an open thing, but that started to come up. So when each one of those got layered back, I was able to, like you said, look at it, analyze it, and then let it go away. Just like, okay, no, I don't want to own that. And when we try and hide stuff like that, that's when the problem comes. If you acknowledge it, if you bring it to the light, if you bring it up, you look at it, you take the time to try and understand it. You don't just shove it back down and bury it. It never works when we do that, right? Never, never works. It always is helpful when we can bring it out to the light and actually, oh, hi, how how are you? I don't like you. What is going on? You're not alone in that. My first Delva Nepali relationship, which is now defunct, jealousy was a huge part of that. It, It really messed with me a lot. And I have to, you know, romantic relationships, you have to look at your attachment styles and, and where you are in that relationship and how are you secure attachment? Are you anxious? Are you avoidant? Are you disorganized? And then those, whatever attachment style you are within that relationship, because I can tell you with my husband, I'm securely attached. Sometimes we have anxious attachment. Sometimes we have avoidant. Sometimes we have a mix of the whatever. I can tell you with the boyfriend, it's it can be more anxious versus my avoidant. It just depends on what's happening. So here's when jealousy is totally, I'm not saying that it's never their fault. He literally brought on a partner via omission. Didn't tell you about it. Didn't tell me about it till a month later. And I did the same fucking thing. I didn't hear a word he said after he told me that, after he came clean, I heard nothing. I shut down. We always met at this bar on our Sundays. He went inside to go to drink. And I literally was like, I'm walking home. I don't understand what the fuck is happening now. Yeah. I had every right to be jealous after that, you know, because he gave me reason not to believe him. He broke my trust. So there is that. I don't want to say that jealousy is always your responsibility. Fuck no. There was things that I, we go to a hotel one night and he's covered in hickeys. And that was not an option for me in our relationship. We were in a hot tub, got up from the hot tub, went over and laid on the bed, didn't talk for the rest of the night. I couldn't cope. 
couldn't fucking fathom it. Super overwhelmed. I never want to do that again. I don't want to let jealousy dictate my life. Through that, I've now been able to say, yeah, I'm having a jealous moment about this. Bear with me. I understand it's me. Or look, this is making me jealous. And this is what you are doing that is making me jealous. I think the the great part about this podcast, which is one of the things was I wanted to share the growth and things Mm -hmm. I learned on my travels to being who I am today. Am I at the final authentic self? I'm on my way. And I love every day heading that way, Um, learning new things and experiencing new things. I was super jealous when I was in my 20s. And I, I had a boyfriend that gave me reasons to be super jealous in my early 30s. So I told myself after that relationship, I did not want to be jealous. I didn't want to not trust the person because of my own insecurities. So I shoved it down. I didn't face it. That was how I dealt with it back then. But now I know there are other tools. You got any suggestions? Probably what I've just said prior, which is just really when you have emotions, when you have this jealousy moment, give it a name, bring it to the light. Let your partner know, hey, can we talk about this? I am having jealous feelings about this. And then with communication, what I ask to have happen is let me say out the whole thing. And then I'm either going to tell you all I need is for you to listen to me because sometimes that's what we need. Or maybe I need some solutions or some support, right? But either way, I'm going to say all the things. We have a hard time in this society of not verbally vomiting. When somebody that we love is hurting, we just want to fix. We want to fix, fix, fix. Sometimes we just need to shut the fuck up. So we're (laughs) going to shut the fuck up. We're going to listen to our partner in all of their glory and whatever that is. A lot of times just naming it and bringing it to light and saying, God, I'm really jealous about this and letting you process. And as you're venting along, you're saying everything that you're feeling. It's not in your chest. It's not in your throat. You're getting it out. And then your partner gets to go, oh, okay. And you're at, get to the end of your vent about your jealous moment. And that was all you needed. Then that's all you needed. And you're done. I always ask my partners, how can I show up for you? How can I best support you? And then might be, well, put your phone down. I I don't like when you're texting when I'm talking, or I need you to be more present when we have time together, or you go and you do these things with your other partners and we never do those things. And I'm feeling inadequate. I feel you find them better than me because that's not what our life is, right? So when you start naming what your actual insecurities are out loud. We're taking the responsibility away from our partners, putting it on us. We're walking through it. We're working through it. I think just fundamentally acknowledging, being honest, being vulnerable, all things that I think society is now trending towards learning to do. But some of us in our age did not have the benefit of this wokeness at an early age. It wasn't something that is talked about. I think one of the things to go in line with what you're saying is in the book, The Jealousy Cure, which really hit it on nicely was when you were just talking about what we're doing these days, what you're seeing a lot more of mindfulness. You really did focus in on mindfulness as a way of coping even inside of your own body, getting back to the body and where do I feel it? And then being conscious of that. You said you feel it in your chest and I feel it in my stomach. Then being mindful of where it is and then asking your body to breathe into it. Or even if you don't want to go that far. That's always a huge help is anytime I'm overwhelmed, I do a breathing technique to bring me back out of my limbic system. So I'm, I back my brain out of that emotional conversation that's about to happen and ruin everything. 
So yes, I do believe mind body connection is a huge part of that too. Knowing where your emotions are hitting you and understanding in connection directly. It's like a bomb warning or a tornado warning, right? It's something that's tangible and physical. And you know, once you feel that thing, okay, well, this is what's coming up to me. It just becomes less catastrophic, I guess, the more that you think about it and the more that you do things that way, like, like taking the sting out of it, maybe just more control. You're taking some control back, right? You're taking your life back. You're not letting your limbic system hijack you. You can get to look at it like a friend. Oh, I know this emotion. I know where this is hitting me and it's jealousy. And okay, so these are the things that I'm going to do for me. That's going to get me out of this jealous knit that I'm in. Mostly it's just talking and, and being honest and vulnerable. And I know it's really hard because it's an embarrassing thing. We do embarrassing things when we're jealous. You think that has to do with how society has labeled it. Like you were saying earlier, society is, it's a bad thing. This is a bad emotion. And do you think that's the reason why we think it's embarrassing versus honoring it and going, oh, I'm jealous because I'm feeling this and going that route. Do you think that is linked into society? I Um, mean, I think it can be when, when society deems something a certain way and then all the information and all of the education is, is taught in the same vein. Right. And then you have this radical idea of, oh, jealousy can be a benefit to the relationship for sure. It's how we were raised. It's situational to every person. What I'm going to be jealous about isn't going to be something you're jealous about. Right. With me and with my partners, I'm not jealous about their time spent with other people. It literally doesn't bother me. But I have a partner that is jealous when I spend my time with other partners. So, yeah, I mean, when you're taught, basically the monotone of jealousy is it's bad and they're doing something and you have every right to react this way. That's terrible. It's just going to perpetuate horribleness. So education and attempts at finding other ways, changing your patterns. What are the telltale signs of, hey, this is happening so I can start to do those things that I've decided are the best path for me. Making it a normal conversation in relationships, period. Talking to your children about it. It's okay to be jealous. It's okay to have your feelings validated. But let's talk about why you're feeling this way and what can we do around those things. But you have to be willing to have those conversations. You have to be willing if you're the bad guy and you're the jealous one, you have to be able to name it. You have to be able to own it. And then you have to be willing to talk about it. And sometimes partners aren't that great about listening, right? (laughs) Sometimes partners, oh, well, you're jealous. Well, that makes me jealous. Or, you know, there's going to be pitfalls. It's not a one size fits all thing. But within your relationships, you can figure that out. With my friends and my family and my partners, I want them to know that they can come to me at any time. And just because I don't agree with how they're feeling or, or what they're feeling about whatever scenario that is, I can be empathetic and show up for them and understand that for them, this is how they're feeling, regardless of whether I agree with how that played out or not. I mean, I could totally say, oh, okay. I was like, totally all your fault. (laughs) What good is that going to do? It's not going to do any good. It's just going to make you feel like shit and combative. And then I'm going to be, well, I don't know what to tell you. It's such a negative connotation. It doesn't feel good. So I think just the willingness to just be vulnerable and show up and say, I'm really struggling right now. This is what I need from you. And then I love the communication, the just shut up and listen. And then you're either listening to hear or you're listening for solutions because then I know as my people pleaser, I can just shut up and you've told me 
you don't want anything from me. You just need to be heard. Fantastic. I had a conversation with my husband the other night around jealousy and I was like, solutions, are we doing solutions? And he was like, well, yeah, I'd like to. So then I get to try and say, okay, well, what about this? Well, what about that? Then he actively sees that I, I hear you. I appreciate that this is a struggle for you. How can I help you? What are some things? And it forces us to take the responsibility of it and really think about what is going to make me feel better in this moment. And then is it, do I still feel like you're the reason I'm jealous? And if I do, then I need to tell you, you did this and I didn't appreciate it. But again, partners don't inherently know. We love that idea that we think when we're intimate with somebody and we're close with somebody and we're in love with somebody, that they should just know. That's kind of what society teaches us. And it's so fucking frustrating because last I checked, if there were mind readers, dude, I'd be making fucking millions of dollars right now. I would, I'd be stocks. I'd be bonds. I'd be all the things. I'd be reading people's minds constantly, benefit from it all the way around, but we're not. And sometimes it hurts us when our partners aren't, but again, whose responsibility? It's not like they can't, they're not us. Everybody has unique experiences. Jealousy is one of those ones that I just choose for myself to come from a place of yes. I am feeling insecure. What is it about that I'm feeling insecure? Why is this making me jealous of my partner with this other person? This other person's done nothing to me. It has no bearing on me. So what about it is doing it? Well, I'm insecure. Okay, well, why am I insecure? If I'm jealous of my partner because he's with this woman, maybe he'll like her more than me. Maybe she's more interesting. Maybe they'll have a bigger connection. I know that the other day my lover came up to me and said, I had come to him and said something about, I noticed this about your online traffic because we're still on the same fetish site and I can see what he's doing. He can see what I'm doing. And I noticed he had a new friend and I wasn't even friends with him. We're not even linked on this site. And I I was like, "Mm, feeling jealous about this. And instead of, which is what I would have done in the fast, shoving it down, ignoring it. Next time we were together, I sat there. I'm like, I really want to talk about this because this kind of bothers me. It isn't a me thing at this point because we're not even friends on the site. Does that mean I don't count? I don't care if you have this new girl. I wasn't really jealous about her. It was the fact that when I looked at her face. Yeah, she's on there and I'm not. I'm not. What? He's looking at her tatas and not mine. What's up with that? (laughs) (laughs) But it was about, is he talking to her because he hasn't been talking to me or he didn't talk to me all day yesterday? And even though he was at work all day, all of this runs through my mind and I'm going, nope, I'm going to own the fact that I want to talk to him about it, not just hiding and not feeling it and whatever. And so when we sat and talked about it, he goes, you know, I didn't know I friended her. My big fingers must have hit the wrong button instead of dislike or disconnect. We connected. He goes, I didn't know we were friends, but we won't be friends now. Thank you for telling me. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where's my friendship? (laughs) A nice little slip in there. Yeah, and then now we're friends. And so um, so your needs got met. He got to I, my needs got met. He got to reassure you. He got to show up for you like he did in the hotel room, right? Yes. I mean, I did the same thing. I am very connected to music. So if I have a song that I'm thinking about, I'm going to send it to you. Well, my boyfriend and I have our own Spotify channel, just the two of us, and put the songs in there and like a moment of time with each other and all of a sudden I was like who the fuck is this chick (laughs) who is this 
And I got super, super jealous, super insecure real fast. It's such an intimate thing for me. Right. This is me loving you when we're not together. And (laughs) these songs are my emotions. And you, there's some chick in here now. Like, what the fuck? And I'm, I'm serious. I had a huge, I was like, okay, breathe, breathe, bitch, breathe. We got to breathe because you are wilding out right now. <laughs> it was being hijacked. And so I was okay. Hold on. Let's just hold on. <laughs> I really do this to you. No, I don't believe that he would really do this. Right. Okay. That's one step down. Do you think if he would do it, he would talk to you first? Yes. Yes. I think that he would talk to you first. Okay. So can we, can you hear me out? Can this maybe, can something weird maybe have happened? And I'm calmer and I'm calmer and I'm like, yes. Okay. And instead of freaking out and shutting down and sending some sort of shitty text about your girlfriend on Spotify and it's not me. (laughs) Add like, it's a bullshit to our music list. Cool. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I self-soothed. I had to do the positive, like, here's the negative thought. He has invited some bitch into something super intimate. Do you really think that he would do that? Okay, no. Okay. Well, here's the next invasive thought. He's sharing all of my, this is my emotions and he's just making light of it. I must not mean that much to him. Right. Okay. Do you really think that? (laughs) No, I don't. Okay. So that's another process of here is this jealous thought I'm having. Do you really feel that way? Right. Or do you think it's just a thought? Everybody has thoughts all day. Just because it's a thought does not mean that it's happening. Interesting. I love that. Is I love completely hijacking you. Right? So I texted him and I was like, hey. <laughs> Innocently. Uh, yeah, as I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey. Um, so I just wanted to check. There's a girl on, on our Spotify channel. Uh, did you did you invite this person? And he was like, what the fuck? There's somebody on our Spotify channel. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. Thank God. I was like, I knew it. I knew you wouldn't do this to me. And he was like, what story did you tell yourself? And I was like, dude, I don't even want to talk about it. It's not even worth fucking talking about. It was bad though. It was bad. No, I would never do that. And he goes, it's because it's a public thing. I can't make it private because then you can't add to our thing. I think it's interesting. Something that I've learned, I, I got this from my, my father. He was really good at when there's a bad situation, he tries to make you laugh. So when I go through a bad emotion, I if I can get to the point where I joke about it, then it it doesn't sting. It doesn't hurt. It's not rooted anymore. It's now it's a joke. So even yeah. now I still have jokes about it took a while with the whole threesome thing to get to a joking yeah. phase because that one was really rooted in a whole bunch of memories that was before him. Right. But with this lady on his profile, that one is now I'm like, but she had really nice bit tits. Why, why did you let her go? now I I got to the point where I'm joking so now it's not so stingy it doesn't hurt I'm not owning it anymore you know that that particular emotion at that moment well in that book that we were reading that jealousy cure he's got a technique in there where he literally says say what it is that you're jealous about 
500 times in 15 minutes and do it slow and methodical. So something like I'm jealous that my partner finds this person attractive. He might have an affair. So I would take, he might have an affair. This is the jealousy part. He might have an affair. He might have an affair. Now for the first 25 times, you're going to be knotted up about it. Whatever that jealous thought is, you're going to be fully impacted by it. But after 15 minutes of concentrating on the same thing, it's not going to be the same. It's going to dissipate. You're going to be able to be bored with it. And that's where you want to get with jealousy. It can work that way. It can just like, okay, yeah, he could cheat on me. He could. And he could have invited some chick to the fucking thing, but he didn't. And I had to get over it. And I got over it by rationally and calmly communication wise, allowing my partner to know like, hey, like this really messed me up and I'm really jealous right now and I'm really insecure and then showing up. And what did we just do? We just built another layer of trust. He consistently shows up for me. My husband consistently shows up for me. My husband's beautiful in the fact that if he's having something that he's processing, he processes, he comes to the table. That's it. We're not talking about it six months from now. It's not 10 things I hate about Jenna. He might take a couple days to process it and come to it, but then you're done. And then you have an understanding of where to start. I think jealousy is something that is inevitable when you love somebody, when you care about somebody. And it's scary to have the thought of them being taken away by something else, whether that's time or intimacy or whatever special activity that was only yours. And maybe he took a friend or took a date to a restaurant that you guys go to. Does that sock you in the gut? It might. For me, it's not a thing, but for one of my partners, it is, you know, they, they feel like it takes away from our experience. And for me, it's like our experience was our experience. You bring up the restaurant thing. I remember experiencing a moment of jealousy when my best friend, we were kind of playing around dating. We'd gone to a restaurant, had an amazing night food. Everything was just perfect. The whole ambiance was amazing. So he tells me later, he, you know, we, we become best friends and we moved into the, you know, we're not in having sex together and he starts dating this other woman and she, he moves her to town and they start going to this restaurant. I'm like, but that that's my restaurant. I took you there. No, that was my, I showed you that. And I know it's a beautiful place, Jen. I want to take everybody there. I don't know why the first time he told me he took her there, it like ruffled my feathers. I'm like, no, you can't take her there. Well, I mean, that's how people connect. I'm not here to say that my boyfriend's wrong and I'm not here to say that I'm right. To me, what makes it special is that I'm with the person. It's not necessarily the place, but I can definitely see how places are attachment for people too. Especially if you've had this wonderful, beautiful dinner like you did, and it was special for you both. Right. Fuck yeah, I could see how jealousy could happen. I'm sure it has happened to me as well. I'm sure it has. I don't have anything bad to say about it. I just have to say that it doesn't affect me now, but it doesn't stop me from being able to show up for my partner's jealousy, my husband's jealousy. It doesn't stop me from wanting to show up and be a good person for them and to help them through whatever they're going through. Because if they're jealous... It's going to impact me anyway, in some form or fashion. So it behooves me to show up and say, how can I support you? What can we do? Okay, I hear you. I validate you, right? Jealousy is one of those things where it's so inherently shameful that we just want to keep it inside and we don't want anybody to know. Meanwhile, on the outside, dumpster fires, it's nasty language to people. It's shitty texts. It's 
clipped. It's, it's garbage. It's just noise. It's a ton of noise. I want my people. I want you as my, my co-host. If you're, if you have emotions, I want to show up for you. I want to give you that platform. I want you to bring it out into the light, dismantle it, look at it, figure out what the fuck it actually is. Stare at and then it. Let me show up for you. And I, I can't say that it's not going to happen again, right? You can't. No, I, it's a it's a human emotion. You can't carve out all human emotions. But I can get you to trust that you can be vulnerable with me, and yeah. that you can tell me, and that you no longer have to hold this yucky feeling inside, and we can just fucking bolster our whole relationship. If I show up for you in your moment of jealousy, and I make it easier for you, we've just built trust, right? Our relationship is stronger because of it. Right. I agree. Oh, Are and this, it, it yeah. has in my example of with the threesome, we thought we were moving forward in one direction and it felt like we took 10 steps backwards. But when you actually look at what happened, we took 20 steps forward. Our relationship right. jumped so far ahead because now I trust him to show up for one. And then two, to listen, to listen and not judge me. I mean, yeah, he kind of tried to make fun of some of the statements. And I'm like, mm, too soon because I knew he wasn't trying to be malicious about it. He was trying right. to get me to smile and laugh. Spot. Yeah. And, and then, but I'm like, mm, too soon. He goes, okay, just let me know when it is, which also then helped me go, damn, he understands me. Fucker. Ah, <laughs> you know, like, because damn what, it, another intimacy level unlocked. Oh, damn it. Damn it. Oh, <laughs> spoiled again, you know, because I, I was have to do these things. God damn it. <laughs> So much easier when we're shallow and very superficial and we don't have to do any of the hard work. Yeah, darn it. And and the other part was, is that I, I was so quick to want to just run even away from him in the relationship that after I felt this, I'm like, he's going to make me feel this again. I need to go away because that was also my pattern, but he totally negated all of that when he simply showed up. He made me face it because I couldn't run and do he, he showed up I, say enough. That is an amazing thing. We've learned a lot. I think we shared a lot. I learned a lot by reading these books. I want to thank Robert Leahy for writing such a great book and your book that you read from. Oh, let me look. It is called Romantic Jealousy, Cases, Symptoms, Cures, Yala Malak Pines. And that is A-Y-A-L-A-M-A-L-A-C-H-P-I-N-E-S. This is an interesting one too. I'm, I'm appreciating a lot of what's in there. So if you guys want to check that out, it is also our resources on our yeah, website. Our resource page right off the bat dealt with an open relationship couple. So it wasn't just monogamy standards, which is good. Shame gets attached to everything and jealousy is definitely shameful, right? Nobody feels good about it. And it inspires us to hide our feelings and it inspires us to not be true to ourselves. And it inspires wedges between people when it doesn't have to. So I guess what I'll ask from everybody is when you feel jealous, take a second and see if you can turn it into something good instead of going down the pattern that we are all so aware of doing. Just take a minute, breathe, check in, announce what you're feeling and then let your partner try and show up for you. And as always, that's a wonderful, wonderful show. With this, we will go ahead and say, go be good humans. Go be good humans, guys. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening and supporting our podcast. Just to let you know, you can check us and all of our resources out at orgasmicterrorist.com or you can leave us a message by calling 503 503- 
451-5234. Go be great humans to each other. Welcome to Orgasmic Terrace. This is Jenna and Sarah is here. We're back for another hey episode. Number fives. Welcome to Orgasmic Terrace, Jenna and Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, there is a harm in doing it again. Because <laughs> there'll be again and again. You should have seen me do recordings on my phone. Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome to Orgasmic Terrace. Jenna and Sarah is here for another wonderful episode. Hi guys. <laughs> Damn it. Good Damn it a second too. to say hi. <laughs> I know. Welcome to Orgasmic Terrace here. Jenna and Sarah. Ah, what was the rest of it? <laughs> oh, another fun. Okay. Welcome to Orgasmic Terrace. <laughs> <laughs> Right, this me, has to be our blooper reel for the end is just us trying to fucking do this one. And I will. Welcome to Orgasmic Terrace, Jenna and Sarah. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh my God, that's so funny.